Italian Wine Podcast. Chin Chin with Italian Wine People. everybody, Italian Wine Podcast celebrates its fourth anniversary this year, and we all love the great content they put out every day. Chin Chin with Italian Wine People has become a big part of our day, and the team in Verona needs to feel our love. Producing the show is not easy, folks. Hurting all those hosts, getting the interviews, dropping the clubhouse recordings, not to mention editing all the material. Let's give them a tangible fan hug with a contribution to all their costs. Head to ItalianWinePodcast.com and click donate to show your love. Hello, this is the Italian Wine Podcast. My name is Monty Walden. My guest today is Luana Monterosso, who is the export manager at Cantina Borotomiol. Have I got that right? Bortolomiol. Hi, hello, everybody. There we go. I've got my syllables. <laughs> anyway, how long have you been export manager there? So, um, I've been export manager in Bortolomiol uh, for the last three years and a half now. Yeah. So I basically deal with all the inter international markets. Uh, of course, my main focus is sales, but also promoting the brand all over the world. Okay, give us the history of the estate first and foremost. Yes, perfect. So Bortolomio is one of the historical Prosecco producers. We are located in Valdobbiadene, so in Veneto region. Bortolomio mainly produces Prosecco Superiore di OCG. We have different style of Prosecco Superiore di OCG and also a little part of our production is dedicated to uh, Prosecco di OC Treviso. Just to give you some details about the history, the winery was founded by uh, Giuliano Bortolomiol in uh, 1949. Of course, Giuliano was born into a vine-growing family tradition, <laughs> started in the 18th century. I can say that Giuliano was a very important personality in Valdobbiadene. At the time, when he was a young man, the Second World War came to an end. And of course, a lot of vineyards were destroyed by the war. So Giuliano's main mission was to help the farmers uh, in restore uh, those vineyards. And uh, his dream was, of course, to elevate Prosecco. And uh, the idea was to make Prosecco uh, a prestigious sparkling wine, uh, a wine known throughout the world. Today, uh, the winery is managed by Giuliano's family. So we have his wife, Ottavia, and uh, their four daughters. All the, the Bortolomeo women, uh, they play different roles. Uh, in the management of the winery. And uh, this is very important since it's a family company. It's also a female family. And uh, it's important to say that they always pay attention to, to the tradition. So they respect tradition started by Giuliano. Uh, but on the other side, uh, I can say that uh, they really invest in uh, resources, energy, uh, and also uh, in order to ensure the product quality and uh, a lot of inv investing in sustainability. Just when you talk about um, Giuliano, he was very important in, in terms of Prosecco, not just in terms of sales, but also on the technical side when he studied uh, winemaking when he was younger. Why was he so important? So uh, Giuliano was very important personality uh, in the production area because uh, Giuliano Bartolomeo was the first producer of the area to reduce the sugar 
the sugar level in the Prosecco style. Uh, it created the first Brut Prosecco, and uh, the idea was to make Prosecco more uh, appealing to the international market and so to create a more modern style in the Prosecco category. Uh, actually, it was very right. Uh, since today, the most uh, sold category of Prosecco all over the world is uh, the Brut style, so with lower uh, residual sugar. Okay. I mean, just per, what's your personal choice? Is, uh, you know, if, 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 if I come around for dinner, what would you serve me? Which wine would you serve me with food? Okay, so speaking about Bartholomew wines, <laughs> uh, for sure I will introduce uh, uh, our flagship wine. Uh, our flagship wine is Grande Cuvée del Fondatore. This is a Rive, so it's a single vineyard Prosecco Superiore di OCG. And the, the name of the Rive is uh, San Pietro di Barbotta. In Valdo Biaden area, we have, uh, I mean, in all the Prosecco Superiore di OCG area, we have uh, in total 43 Rive. And they, I can say the Rive is the best expression of the territory. It really ident identifies the wine with the land and the place where it came from. And so in terms of uh, uh, our wine, so Grande Cuvée del Fondatore, uh, I can say this is, uh, uh, the, the residual sugar is zero. So it's a bone dry Prosecco. So it's a single vineyard, Glera grape, 100%. We don't do any blend. And only, of course, we take all the Glera grape coming from this uh, single vineyard. It's a very important wine also in terms of the second fermentation process. I can say it's a very long Charmat and we are speaking about 10 months in contact with the yeast in the tank, of course, since it's a Charmat method. Just in terms of vinification process, in, um, in the time of the contact with the yeast, we do one batonnage per day. This is done during the first month and then two batonnages per week from the second to the tenth uh, month. Speaking about the tasting notes, it's very fresh. Uh, it has a lot of hints of green apple, uh, spices, spice nuts like thyme, oregano, sometimes also bread crust, since, you know, due to the long contact with the yeast. Uh, I can say it's a very clean and persistent Prosecco. And um, we can see that on one side, you have all the freshness, and the fruities of the Prosecco style. And on the, on the second, uh, on the other side, we have these uh, uh, yeasty flavors, very, very delicate. So if I was going to ask you to describe, say, three or four Proseccos from the, from the company, and I'd like one of them for food, one of them as a sort of celebration wine, one as an everyday wine, and then one other one of your choice, which wines would you choose? Yeah, perfect. Uh, thank you for the question. So, of course, the Grande Cuvée del Fondatore, which I just mentioned, I will say uh, it goes very well with food. So food pairing will be ideal since you can pair a lot of different dishes from uh, veggies, but also to more important dishes. Uh, let's say a risotto, for example, or pasta. It's very delicate, but it's also it has a very good body as well. So it go it it balances very well all the ingredients of the dish. And speaking about an everyday prosecco, very versatile modern style, I can speak about prior. Uh, Prior Prosecco Superiore di OCG. This is part of our Tradizionali collection. Uh, in this collection, we have different Prosecco Superiore according to the residual sugar. 
In particular, uh, Prior is a brute style with 8 grams of residual sugar, 100% uh, Glera, and is also vintage Prosecco. Uh, I can say Prior is our bestseller because it's very versatile. You can uh, have a glass of Prior by itself. Uh, you can pair with aperitif or also at the restaurant with a lot of different dishes. Uh, just a curiosity about the name, uh, Prior in uh, the Italian uh, language means the first, actually it's a Latin word and it means the first. Since I first mentioned that Giuliano was the first producer of the area to create the brute style of Prosecco. So that's why we dedicate this wine to Giuliano. Going to another uh, wine, which is more historic wine, uh, and I can say more for celebration, Prosecco. I can say Bandarossa. Uh, Bandarossa is again uh, Prosecco Superiore di OCG. Uh, this time is uh, extra dry. So with a little bit more of residual sugar, we are speaking about 18 grams per liter. This is the traditional uh, style of Prosecco. Bandarossa is a very elegant, very complex. And what best characterizes Bandarossa is the fruity and flower aspect and also the creaminess. So on one side, you have uh, this huge minerality that, of course, uh, comes from the, the terroir, but you also have the creaminess uh, coming uh, from the contact with the yeast. Bandarossa, again, is an Italian name. And uh, it, has, it is a very historic wine for us, uh, since uh, uh, Bandarossa means uh, red band or red line. So I will explain the, the meaning of that. Uh, so in the past, uh, Giuliano used to uh, select the best expression of extra dry Prosecco. And uh, he stock uh, in his cellar all these uh, uh, beautiful uh, expression of Prosecco. Uh, he didn't want to sell uh, Deuce Prosecco. So instead, uh, he wanted to share these beautiful wines with uh, friends, with closest friends and family. And so from that uh, reason, he just signed uh, with a red pencil each bottle, just to make sure they were stocked and saved for you know this occasion. So after many years, the family decided to dedicate a label on some selections of Glera grape. And so Bandarossa was born uh, by the selection of the best Glera grapes in 20 different vineyards in Valdobbiadene. So the, the last wine, uh, if I can choose a wine for myself, you know, uh, for sure I will go with the organic Prosecco Superiore. So, um, you know, we are a sustainable winery, but we also have an organic certified Prosecco Superiore. This is called Ius Nature, which is uh, like natural law. This is very important for us. It's a brut style Prosecco, uh, limited production. So we are speaking about 16,000 bottles per year. And I will choose that uh, because it is the best expression of the traditional flavors of, uh, of the land, of Valdobbiadene, uh, but it's also very, uh, you know, crispy. It has a lot of minerality and uh, a lot of, uh, you know, tropical fruits sometimes. Yeah, I think it has a great minerality, which goes very well with, uh, you know, with all the occasions. Do you, do you think the company will slowly move more of its vineyards to organics or not? So actually, uh, we have just five hectares of vineyard into which have been converted into organic growing system and uh, it was in 2008 uh, two of these hectares of vineyards are 
located in Valdobbiadene inside our uh, park, which is called the Parco della Filandetta. Maybe I can explain later about that. The idea to be uh, completely certified organic is not something that is in our project, since it's very, very uh, hard to reach. Uh, you know, the area in Valdobbiadene oh, is, uh, I mean, there are a lot of little vineyards, little uh, plots of vineyards, you know, they are all close to each other. So it's almost impossible to convert all the appellation into organic. So before uh, being certified organic in the total of our production, the appellation, I think, should be, uh, you know, should reach uh, the, the certification for in the total. So that's why. But for sure, uh, we are following our sustainability uh, projects. And uh, the idea is to uh, get the one certified with other certification into the sustainability management. This is uh, something that we will do for sure. When you do the, the sustainability, when you're going on, along the sustainability track, are there economic advantages as well of going that way or, or not? Does it cost more to be sustainable? So on one side, it costs more in terms of investment. So for sure, the starting point is, uh, is expensive in terms of uh, invest in the new technologies, you know, uh, for example, the solar panel system or water purifying machine, all the, the, te- the technologies that you need in order to convert your winery in a sustainable management. But of course, after, in terms of uh, saving uh, energy, uh, saving also time and uh, all the other resources, it will be more convenient for everybody, for sure. So this is just a starting point with, you know, more investment to do, uh, but then you will have, uh, you know, more easy way uh, also to, in a kind of lifestyle, you know, uh, be sustainable is not just something that you do for, for business, it's something that you do for, you know, human health, uh, to be uh, respectful for the environment around you and also to respect the land where we come from, which is uh, everything, I think. Okay, you invite me for dinner at your house and um, you have to choose three Prosecco wines and three dishes. What would you choose? Okay, good. So I think we'll start with some raw fish because it's my, you know, uh, the ideal way to start for me. So some raw dishes with the Grande Cuve del Fondatore. It's a bone dry prosecco. So as I said before, it doesn't overwhelm, you know, the, the dish. So it, it just respects the balance of the ingredients. So I will, I will go for that. Uh, then for sure, a risotto. A risotto is one of, my, of the best dishes for me. Uh, I love risotto in all the variety that you can, that you can have. Uh, for sure, we can have a risotto uh, with basil, so basil and prosecco as well, risotto, and I will pair that with the Use Nature Organic uh, Prosecco Superior DCG from Bartolomeo. And uh, I think we will end with a dessert. Why not? <laughs> In a sweet way. So dessert, maybe something like, you know, just uh, like a chocolate mousse with some berries. Uh, like strawberries and berries, etc., and pair with our cartizze. Uh, cartizze, you know, is the uh, crew area in Valdobbiadene. It's just the 108 hectares of vineyards. It is called, uh, I mean, it's considered a crew area, uh, the top quality 
for Prosecco Superiore di OCG. Here the land is very steep and also glera grapes are rich in natural sugars. And we produce cartizze in dry style. So it's a kind of sweet Prosecco, but never too much, you know, never too sticky. It has a very good minerality going through. So it's very well-balanced wine. And I will finish the, the meal with Cartizza for sure. In terms of sales, how important is the domestic market to you? Well, the domestic market is very, very important. Uh, Bortolomeo is one of the historical producers uh, of Prosecco Superiore. So uh, Italy, of course, is very, very important. I can say that 70% of our sales go to Italy. Uh, goes to Italy and the 30% in the export markets. In terms of international markets, we are at the moment, we are present in uh, about 54 countries uh, all over the world. So some of these countries are more historical, of course, in terms of a long tradition and uh, the countries where we start uh, exporting our wines. Uh, they are in Europe, so Germany, uh, Switzerland, but also Austria. And uh, for sure, uh, other important countries for us are uh, Russia, Ukraine, and Hungary. These three are very important in terms of uh, volumes, for sure. Hey guys, this is a brief intermission to give a shout out to our new sponsor, Ferro Wine, the largest wine store in Italy since 1920. We are delighted to have them on board and thank them for their generous support and our new t-shirts. Find out more on italianwinepodcast.com. Now back to the show. Which is the, which is the hardest um, market to... Uh in terms of pricing, which is the most competitive? Well, uh, the, in general, the most uh, difficult market for us, for Bartolomeo, for sure, is uh, China. I will, I will not say in terms of prices, actually, but just in terms of brand awareness. Uh, China is very, very difficult uh, since you need a lot of communication to do. You need to invest in communication, in uh, social media marketing in a different way. You know, China is completely different from all the other countries. But I think there is a huge potential, not only for Prosecco, but in general for Italian wine producer. Uh, I think that Italy at the moment is only the 6% in, in value for the total import in China. So there is a huge potential, you know, to explore. So I think China will be, I mean, it's the difficult one, but also the country with more potential for us. Uh, so in general, also Asia, uh, Asian countries where we are trying to focus in our communication, but also our, uh, you know, strategies, commercial strategies. And, uh, among uh, like the focus, the, at the moment we are focusing uh, not only in China and Asian countries, but also United States, uh, where we are trying to you know promote more the brands and increase the brand awareness in uh, in this market. So, how do you go about brand differentiation in in America, for example? Um, how, what do you have to do to, to stand out? I mean, in America, uh, for sure, uh, we work with uh, uh, non-national importer. Uh, but we prefer to go uh, on each uh, state by itself, you know. So we started from California. Uh, we went to uh, Washington State as well, New York, 
uh, now Miami. So we are trying to focus in on each state because they are so different, uh, completely different. Not this, I mean, the same communication strategy, the same commercial uh, strategies. In not, it doesn't work for all the states. For sure, you have to improve your visibility. And I think the social media, uh, they really help the winery to communicate more the values, the history, and also the quality of the product. But this is the base for all the markets, you know, uh, just to invest in the communication. And I think that in terms of communication, um, we need to invest in consumer education. Uh, this is very important to raise awareness. Uh, I mean, if we want to communicate quality, uh, if we want to communicate values, we need to address to the final consumers. And uh, I think that also last year, I mean, the pandemic situation with all the bad things that uh, bring, uh, of course, uh, gave us the possibility to invest more in our social media presence and also in the communication with the digital instruments. Interesting. Yeah, very competitive, uh, the US, um, obviously. And what about emerging markets for you? I mean, among, among uh, emerging markets, I would say Africa. So we started in South Africa uh, with an import uh, company there. They are very, very good. They're good, doing a very good job, also in terms of communication. Um, and in general, Africa is an emerging market for us. So we are trying to, you know, find the best way to enter in other states in Africa, uh, but also the Middle East. So these two big areas, I think they are more emerging for us and uh, we are focusing for our future vision, you know. What is important for us, um, apart from, you know, which market you choose to enter in, uh, is to establish a very strong relationship with importer. I always say that we don't have clients all over the world, but we do have partners we work with. Uh, this is something important. I mean, if you want to build the brand, uh, you have to build the relationship first with your importer. The importer is very important for you, not only in terms of sales, but in terms of promoting the wine and also help you identify the best way, you know, to enter the market and to promote in the wine. So that's also uh, why we uh, personally, we are, we be personally, uh, you know, we try to be per present in the market. Uh, not in the last year, or for sure, but we usually uh, try to be personally present there in order to support our partners with market visit, for example, wine tasting, uh, events, but also um, staff training, educational activities, uh, which are, of course, uh, fundamental. So what, as, when you're training people, what are the typical questions that they ask you? What, what do they don't understand about Prosecco um, that they want you to help them uh, get, get clear in their minds exactly what the brand values are and also the technical side? Yeah, sure. This is a good question. Actually, uh, the first question they ask me is uh, uh, the production area. Uh, they know what is Prosecco in general. They know about uh, sparkling white wine from Italy, but they uh, don't know exactly the production area and the category inside Prosecco uh, wine. So I, try, I always try to uh, start by speaking about the production area 
and the um, you know diversification between the DOC appellation, the DOCG, and all there is inside the DOCG appellation. For example, Cartizze or Rive and all the selection. So this is uh, uh, my starting point. You know, make people aware about uh, different style inside Prosecco category. You know. Uh, usually, the general idea is that Prosecco is a sparkling wine and uh, it's from Italy, uh, maybe Veneto region. Good minerality, a little bit of sugar, but there is not a lot of knowledge you know, about. So this is important for us in terms of explaining where we come from. And uh, this is important because also uh, all our wines reflect the terroir, but also they reflect techniques, uh, vinification techniques, uh, and uh, you, I mean, you have different styles inside, you know. What is important as well are all the elements that characterize Prosecco Superior de DOCG. So just briefly, uh, it's important to address uh, the, uh, the attention to the location. So this area, which is like hilly region, so it's a mountain hilly region, and it has a perfect location, you know, it's uh, located between the Dolomites on one side and the Adriatic Sea on the other. So all these beautiful elements which create the, the microclimate, which is perfect for um, wine growing. And, uh, you know, all the soil's composition as well, the elevation, uh, the exposition to the sun, all the elements that characterize and give the quality uh, to Prosecco Superiore from Conigliano in Valdobbiadene. What, what is the question that you most get asked um, when you're traveling about the Prosecco region? Are people clear about the grape variety or the topography or the soil types or the, the, the winemaking aspect? Well, uh, I think they are aware about the vinification process. So they know that the Charmat method is different from the champagne method so they know about that what they actually uh, they ask me uh, is uh, to explain the difference between prosecco doc and prosecco docg this is i mean the, the first question they ask me so just to give you them the, ele- the elements of authenticity um so what uh, what are the i mean which are the uh, characteristic of doc which are the characteristic of docg and so in this time, I really stress the importance of all the uh, conformation of the land, the soil's composition, the elevation, and all these uh, elements which highlight the uh, diverse expressions of Conegliano Valdobbiadene as well. And they also are curious about Cartizze and Rive. Uh, Cartizze, of course, is, is most known, you know. Uh, a lot of people know about Cartizzeria, they know about the premium quality of this wine. But uh, speaking about Rive, uh, this is more, you know, new uh, appellation. Um, and they are very interested in knowing more about the characteristic of Rive, uh, why it's so important and why it differs from all the other expression of Prosecco. And uh, in these terms, I always say that, uh, I mean, Rive... Uh, have been uh, selected for uh, to be the best expression of a single terroir, and they are basically single vineyards located on the best uh, slip slopes of the DOCG area, and uh, they differ from the combination of soil, from com- from exposition and uh, microclimate as well. 
Yeah, the Rive uh, idea is um, it's a great idea for the region, I think. It's a, it's a way of um, creating a conversation, I guess, yeah? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, it gives you something to be different, you know, and to elevate your Prosecco style and also to go deeply in knowing more about the quality. You know, sometimes uh, people... Uh, I mean, not a lot of people have been in the place, you know, in the area, so they didn't see all the steep slopes uh, of this vineyard. And so it is almost uh, impossible to understand the difficulty as well of harvest those vineyards. Uh, for example, it is also important to say that Rive, uh, they are very, very uh, steep and uh, everything is, hand, uh, is, is made by hand. So no machine, we, we cannot bring machine in the vineyards. Uh, and this, uh, of course, increase the quality and the value of the Prosecco that you produce there. Uh, just to give you a takeaway here, uh, it has been calculated to be 600 hours of work in one year uh, in the uh, Prosecco Superiore area, which is very, very much. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's kind of, it, it's funny that people see Prosecco in general as a sort of a mass market product. But when you talk about that EV, as you said, about this sort of handmade uh, wines, people almost don't believe you, yeah? Yes, yes, correct. Uh, I mean, uh, as I said before, in the, the general idea is that Prosecco is just a sparkling wine, you know. But, uh, I, I, I mean, Prosecco, of course, we all know is a lifestyle, is, a, is also, you know, conviviality. Uh, it puts different together, different cultures together around the same table, we can say. Uh, but uh, people have to understand that Prosecco includes many, many elements, uh, includes soils, families, people, history, um, a different terroir, uh, wine grower efforts. So Prosecco is very versatile, of course. It's approachable. It's a very international appealing style. Uh, everybody knows Prosecco. But what is uh, to do here is to explore what is behind Prosecco category, you know? So what is Prosecco Superiore di OCG? Why you find Prosecco Superiore di OCG to be expensive, you know, more expensive than Prosecco di OC? Uh, this is something that we stress about. So, um, I mean, when we describe our wines, we always make sure to start speaking about the territory. Uh, this is our identity, is uh, who we are. And, uh, you know, we try to respect our history, our tradition, and uh, by saying that, we use as well Rive and Cartizze to let them know that we produce single vineyards, that we produce uh, selections of Prosecco, and that we can speak about authenticity and quality as well in the Prosecco category. Okay, final question. You're having dinner this evening with, um, with a friend or whoever uh, in a restaurant. What would be your ideal Prosecco and your ideal dish. Okay, so can I say always about Prosecco uh, Bortolomiole? Sì, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay, perfect. So, as I said before, risotto. All the kind of risotto uh, with all the ingredients. So, it can be asparagus, can be radicchio, can be uh, basil as well. So, very, very simple. So, or risotto, yeah. Funghi. Oh, fungi as well, why not? Uh, in the best season, you know, so uh, according to the season, we can choose a different risotto style for sure. Uh, and I will pair with the use Natura Organic. I mean, it's not just because organic is a popular trend, 
but I really can say that uh, this is a very, is, is a wine, is a Prosecco that really express the territory and uh, give you, you know, the typical freshness of, of Valdobbiadene area, uh, but it give you also all the Mediterranean spices. So you really feel the Italian style. And so, yeah, risotto paired with a glass of Ius Natura, Prosecco Superior di Ius G. I did actually, we did actually um, agree a fee to mention organics for the last part of the interview. Um, I'm joking. Um, yeah, it's interesting that you choose the, <laughs> the organic one, but um, that wasn't uh, rehearsed, by the way. So, um, yeah, you've been a great interviewee, by the way. You've explained uh, um, the intricacies of, uh, of Prosecco um, very, very clearly. And... Um, you are obviously very, very good at your job, and you, you seem to really love your job as well. And uh, you brought the region to life today, and um, it's been really lovely hearing you. And um, we'll get you back again, I'm sure, at some stage on the podcast. Um, keep up the good work. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, this is right. Uh, I love my, uh, my job. Uh, this is a passion, you know, for me. And I think it's so beautiful working in the wine business. So everybody working in the wine business, I think it's very happy to do. Uh, so thank you for the interview, for the introduction, for this uh, possibility to speak about Bartolomeo and Prosecco Superiore di OCG in general. Uh, of course, I invite everybody to come uh, to Valdobbiadene to visit us in our, in our Parco della Filandetta in, uh, in Valdobbiadene. Perfetto. Thanks very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. Listen to the Italian Wine Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We're on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Himalaya FM, and more. Don't forget to subscribe and rate the show. If you enjoy listening, please consider donating through italianwinepodcast.com. Any amount helps cover equipment, production, and publication costs. Until next time, cin cin. Thank you.